right, welcome to the podcast. We are, uh, I'm sitting here connected via Zoom. That's the way we do things sometimes. I'm sitting here right next to me is Pastor Jordan Canastracy, and on my Zoom screen is Pastor Albert and Pastor Jenny Castaneda. <laughs> Glad to have you guys. Uh, you're coming in live from Arizona, and yeah. it's good to see you. And Albert, you were just telling me <laughs> right before we started <laughs> recording, you had an incident the toe incident. Tell us what. Yeah. Tell us what happened. What the heck? Well, Sunday evening, um, I was attempting to hang a a curtain rod. This one right here behind me, and I just lost my balance, and I went to jump off the ladder to 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 save myself from injury <laughs> from falling, and I I had to jump around a chair, and when I did that, I I, I just remember landing on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked down at my foot and my second toe was <laughs> pointing back at me. I had it. And, uh, I'm sorry for laughing. That's not, no, 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 Jenny, I could hear that story another five times. <laughs> yeah. And my, my, my reaction, and I think this would be anybody's reaction was to, I grabbed the toe and I popped it back. I put it back. <laughs> <laughs> where it was supposed to be and it worked i there was a little pop um i waited to see where the you know the pain where, if this this is going to be painful and then it just gradually it didn't it wasn't instant pain but just over the yeah. next next couple hours it just began to really so now my foot is uh purple black and blue oh, but you did you did go to the doctor I just came from the doctor, yes. And yeah. my curtains are hung. And the curtains are hung. I do, I <laughs> that's really, that's really the important thing Let's tell thing that here. story. Wait, let's tell this story. I jumped back on that ladder with a broken toe. Whoa. Broken. Finished the job. The and I finished the job. Yeah, I've changed him one. That's gotta. That's gotta be worth some some husband. You know, right there. I have this thing inside. I I hate to lose. Right. And if I would have called it a night, I, I, I was not going to lose to a curtain rod. Well, well, one thing one thing I want to just point out here is you know a lot of times when you tell physical pain stories, accident stories, you know, smashed my hand in the door stories, the compassion people are like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. And then there's that other group of people that laugh hysterically. Yeah. And I'm learning something about Pastor Jenny Castaneda. She's a laugher. She's, she's not. She, she's cracking up over here. And I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. I'm I don't not... know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine too many people feeling bad for, yeah. <laughs> for a toe incident. Oh, well, man. and we just had prayer. Uh, just so everybody knows, I did pray for his toe. But I... <laughs> I haven't strong prayed prayer. for a lot of toes, but strong Jordan said prayer. it was a strong prayer. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like maybe the Lord might be <laughs> healing you even as we do this podcast. But listen, I'm I'm super glad. Thank you guys for jumping yeah. in, you know, right after doctor appointments and right in between curtain hanging sessions. Uh, but you do you do more than hang curtains. You are the campus pastors of Gateway City Church, Gilbert. Yes. Arizona. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're doing a great, great job on that. Originally, you guys were Bay Area people. In fact, right. I was going to ask you a tough question, which is, do you still root for the 49ers? But I want to tell you, he's got a 49er hat on right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
that hasn't changed. Of, of course, yeah. We are we are Niner fans until the end. <laughs> well, that's cool. How does that go over in Phoenix? Is that is that acceptable? You know, there are lots of Niner fans here. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just transplants, <laughs> but there there's a guy on my street. On my street, hmm. he stopped me the other day and said, "Hey, Niners." Are a lot of a lot of people from the Bay Area relo relocating to Arizona? We do see a lot. We do see a lot. A lot of people from SoCal actually, okay. more more so than the Bay Area. So we we are seeing a lot of Californians. And, so you um, were you were you know Bay Area people. You you worked mm -hmm. on our staff here in San Jose. In fact, interesting connection with with uh, Pastor Jordan and you guys because you worked in youth. Jordan served you in youth ministry. Right. That's right. You guys got you got history there with. Uh, serving in youth, but you, you did youth ministry, you were youth directors and then youth pastors, right? Mm -hmm. How many years was that? I should know this, but, um, uh, we were youth pastors, uh, for about 11 years. Okay. And then young adult pastors, yes. young adult pastors for two years. And then you got this idea to do a new thing for God. <laughs> and I want I want you to share with everybody that's listening that how this idea or concept or prophetic word or what, how did you get started doing a new thing for God? You know, one of the things that we've realized is that when God wants to do something new, that's bigger than what you can imagine, he starts the process early on. Hmm. And I think for probably before even considering moving, it was at least a year before that we were feeling a change. There were actually things changing in our ministry as far as the, our roles, but a change started to happen on the inside of us that we couldn't deny. Like mm -hmm. we could feel something was shifting, something was happening. Mm -hmm. um, we just went to God with it and said, what's happening? What's going mm -hmm. on? We were a little uncomfortable because I think that God wanted us to seek him more to figure out what our next steps were going to be. Mm -hmm. And automatically, because we love Gabriel, we're like, okay, we're going to just, you know, maybe go into a new ministry or whatever it may be. And we get, we just went to God in prayer for, for a while and we still weren't sure, but we, we knew that it could be anything. And, uh, we remember the last time that God actually physically did something big in our lives as far as change was when we ended up transferring to gateway from a different church. Mm -hmm. And that was a year long process. And so we felt like God was going to do something big. We didn't know what it was. And we were just in prayer, really believing God. Um, and then we knew that outside of prayer, we had to get like, we had to hear God from other ways. So looking for confirmation, looking for voices. Mm -hmm. And there was this moment that we had, um, we were actually at work at gateway in the office and we were sitting in my office and, um, it happened to be during youth internship, the reality, um, leadership Academy. And one of their speakers had come to come to come to teach the, teach the youth and they walked by our office. And they walked in and they said, how are you doing? We're like, we're doing really well. We were having a really good day. And they just basically prophesied and said, I see God's going to do some change in your life. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, what? And he's like, God's making the nest uncomfortable because he's getting ready to have you fly. Wow. And at that moment, I literally, I, I don't have a lot of these moments, but in that moment, I felt a seed physically drop in my heart. Mm. And I knew in that moment that God was saying, you guys are going to go and it's not going to be in California. Wow. And that, Whoa. and I began to cry because I immediately thought my kids are in California. 
and God is going to require me to leave my children to go to a whole different state. And so that was kind of how it started. Um, and then it went into, of course, us being able to share our heart with you and yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I, we, I think, we were already talking about a vision for 10 cities and all that. That, right, that framework right, was right. already uh, mm -hmm. before you, but you were you thinking it would be one of those or you were just open to whatever God was going to say, right? Well, I think I think this. I think that when we were feeling that something was new, coming new, something was next for us, I think we made a decision internally. And that decision was just yes, God, to, to whatever you want, to whatever. We just, we made that decision. And, and a lot of times when you make a decision on, on the inside and you say, God, he ends up lining up everything for you. Yes. He opens doors, he closes doors. And and some of the transition that we had in, in at Gateway, we were transferring from youth to young adults, from young adults onto here. Um, Godhead was lining up, not just on our side, but even on the ministry side, because God, I mean, we, we loved our community. We loved, we loved the people that we served, yeah. but then he provided awesome leaders. A leader had just come in, uh, after going through some healing, um, he had come in, another leader had kind of risen up and, and we felt totally confident that they were going to take and lift, um, to the whole new level. And so, so he just began to align it. What we had to do is we had, had to have the courage to say yes. Mm -hmm. The courage to just even move. not knowing what it was, yeah. just even not knowing right. we, mm -hmm. we had, you know, what we've learned is sometimes, and a lot of times the will of God is not always the most comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's not. And so, the courage to say, yes, we'll go, knowing that we may have to leave our kids in the Bay Area, Bay Area knowing that we may, we had no guarantees out here, right? We, mm -hmm. people, it's funny, we got here and people, we'd say, oh, we're from, we're from the Bay Area and now we're here. People automatically thought like, oh yeah, it's cheaper here or it's easier living here. It benefited here. you somehow. And we, yeah. yeah, and we said, you know, we actually had left a very comfortable life. <laughs> yeah. we, had our dream, we had our dream jobs. We had our dream ministry. The our weather. There, the weather. And we cashed it all in yeah. to come here and, and, to, and to try and to endure so, and persevere. So, so tell me. Tell me, um, between the time where that seed was planted and you sitting down with pastor and having that kind of conversation with him, how much time was that? And what was that, what was that conversation like? Were you nervous about that? Was that something that you were, that, <laughs> that you were scared to yeah. enter into or how'd that feel? For sure. I think that, um, I mean, it was, a, it was a while, it was probably months at least because we had to talk to each other mm -hmm. and we even talked to our kids before we, before we talked to, um, to pastor David, but we didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but we knew that God was sending me to go plant a church in a different state. And we didn't know if it was going to be gateway. So we wanted, but we didn't know if that was going to be reality because that was never a part of the vision we were hearing um for 10 cities we just assumed it was going to be 10 cities in california right we didn't have any any campuses in any other state at that time and so we were nervous going into that meeting right because um, he could he could have said ah that's not what we're doing yeah. or yeah wow. exactly we but we mm. knew that he loved us and yeah. we knew that we had to go to him and really um get wisdom and get 
really the final confirmation that we were hearing God correctly. We had to have that, that buy-in that, like I said, words of wisdom. So we did go in there nervous and then we shared our heart and because pastor loves us, sees us and, and, um, and has great vision for us as well. He was immediately very encouraging as far as what our next steps were going to look like. Wow. I think you were shocked when we said Phoenix. (laughs) Well, it was a stretch for me too, because I think I was, I think I was assuming that maybe they would be close enough, you know, that our campuses would be close enough. But as soon as you said that, I thought there's no reason, there's no reason it has to be close. It doesn't matter if it's a hundred miles away or a thousand miles away. What's the difference? People aren't really going to be able to drive, you know, that far anyway, whether it's a hundred miles or a thousand miles. Of course, I knew it was possible, so it didn't take me long. But I, yeah, I think it stretched, I think it stretched all of our uh, vision or maybe comfort zone Perfect. to do that. And it, it certainly stretched you the most, but it, there was a stretching to do. But I'm really, I think the, the big takeaway from that, that first thing you've just been describing is that God really starts in our heart. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he starts with a burden and he starts with sometimes things that your mind can't process, but your heart, it's like your heart knows things that your mind can't know. Exactly. Your heart knew it first. Your, you know, God was touching you in your heart before you could even fill in the, the blanks and mm-hmm. answer all the questions. And it was at that level of the heart that you said yes, even before your mind was was really wrapped around what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what a great, what a great um, example to other people that are maybe listening and not that you guys were doing this for, <laughs> for the sake of, you know, being an example, but just that immediate, like, yes, God, whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And um, you know, how, how important that is, when starting something new, when God's trying to move you in like a different direction and expand you and promote you and make your influence even greater than it is, just like saying, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. So yeah, and the, the yes is continual. Mm-hmm. It's right. like you say yes, right. but then you have to keep saying yes. That's and keep right. Saying yes because you, you do doubt and you do sometimes think that I hear God correctly. Right. Is this one? But I think the moment that it solidified when we came to visit, we would come and visit just to kind of pray and really seek out what God was doing. And then one, during one trip, we didn't want to go back to California. Mm-hmm. And we knew that that was like the solidifying moment that God was changing our hearts That's to have very cool. a love for a new, a new city. That's so great. Where, where did the uh, thought of, of uh, Phoenix or the Gilbert area come up for you guys? Well, my brother lives here, and we had we had visited him, visited with him a few times over over um, probably about ten or fifteen years. We hadn't done made a lot of trips down here. In fact, our first trip, it was so bad. I I said I would never come back. <laughs> I said if my brother wants to see me, he's gonna have to come where it's not hundred and thirty degrees. <laughs> um, and uh, but after that seed was planted in us when we came back to visit him actually we came for a funeral um and that that was kind of another another way that god had spoken to us at that funeral that we officiated here um 
we that was when we began to I remember yeah. that I remember that funeral God gave you a passion for those people you were looking yes. at and ministering to them. you saw a harvest field we wow. we left that this that time we stayed a few days and just loved on the family but we seen this community rally around this this family and it it automatically reminded us of a church how a church would come and support mm -hmm. um and we we left there with with a prayer. We said, God, send them a shepherd. They have a strong community. They got they got a lot of good things. Healthy community. We said, Lord, send all they need is a shepherd. And that was our first prayer, I believe. In that, that was song. years prior to yeah. us even can like even the thought of it happening. This that was probably six years before. Six wow. years, yeah, before. before anything. So God had started way back when we didn't even know it. Wow. He was already doing something in our hearts. Yeah. And then from the from the time that you sat down with with pastor and had that initial conversation, um, how much time between then and you guys actually being in Arizona passed? Um, was it two years? About a year and a half. Wow. That's pretty fast, really. Yeah. Uh, but in some ways, it probably felt like it was taken forever because your heart was already already moved on by the Lord. But mm -hmm. but that kind of brings me to to the next issue because we have a saying around here that every vision degenerates into work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you have this vision uh, to plant and we got busy and we started thinking and and without going into all the details of exactly what that took, it took a lot what you know the uh, the training that you went through and all the moving, you had to move several times on this side and then move several times on that side and yeah. get your team down there. But it was a lot of work. The work began. How did you, how was that for you? How did you, how did you get through all that work? What kept you, what kept you inspired to keep moving forward? Yeah. I mean, it's probably a, a couple things. One, one first that comes to mind is, is that yes, that we said, to the, the yes we said yes mm. to the, the 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 mission the challenge the vision the the call i think that kept us us kept us going kept us moving forward but when things got hard and things got um difficult um staying connected mm. was was really the strength for me mm. um i often said to I often said to myself, I don't know how people do this alone. Mm, right. There's no way that I could do this alone. Mm. And so, um, yeah, during the, the high times the it was, it's, it's easy, but when it's hard, staying connected was, was what got me through. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I think for sure, a big one is staying full is really allowing yourself to be healthy spiritually because yeah. there are definitely low times. Like I said, the doubt comes in and all the different things are happening. Mm. And so staying full and with anything in life, right? But especially with something that's so dramatic and life-changing because transition is a vulnerable, it's a vulnerable moment in your life. I mean, you, you know, you have all these questions, the enemy tries to come in and make you doubt and um, so staying full was key, being close to God and being close to people that we trusted, people that we loved, people that were rooting for us and helping us to push forward into what God had planned for our lives. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, you know, looking back, I'm sure there were 
a hundred different things, but just getting started and we're three years in or two years in now? Three. We're celebrating we're three years, but you moved actually uh, nine months before you actually right. started, right? Because it was such right. an involved process. So it's been three complete years of being a campus plus right. nine months uh, prior to that, right? Wow. So, yeah. so it's still very, very new. What would you say is uh, one of the hardest things that you guys have had to overcome? starting this new thing? Uh, for me, I, I would say the hardest thing um, is probably people. Mm. Seeing people um, maybe not join or not continuing on in, in the journey. Yeah. Um, you know, the you know, journey, the word journey means to travel a long mm -hmm. distance. Yeah. And not everyone is called to journey with you. Some mm. are called just to travel. Some are called to to join you for, for a season. And we're thankful for those those seasons. But um, but the, you know, the human side of us or me is is you feel it when somebody doesn't doesn't make it doesn't well, want to take an off ramp. yeah and they take an yeah. off ramp and say this is where this is where i yeah. got off you know things it's been great so far but we're going yeah. another way yeah people don't yeah. some people probably don't realize how difficult that is because you know you you two are are leaders who really love the people that you're with they're people people you're like yeah that's and i've and i've seen it even even in youth ministry, it's like the, the your team was like your world, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. And when you invest so much, and not just the team, but the people, you invest so much, and you pour in, and and you build relationship, and you you grow to you grow to really be like family with with these people, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that is that's painful when your heart deep, and someone yeah. says, and and a lot of times it's God that's you know. You know, yeah. moving people or, or whatever, but it's like you said, the human side is still like, man, you know, that causes, I know that there have been different times in, in my ministry where, where people have stepped off and I go, am, am I, <laughs> it rocks my world. Like, am, am I, I supposed called? to be, yeah. yeah, am I supposed to be doing <laughs> yeah. this? Like, is, is this even worth you it? You take it personal. You yeah. take it personal. And, and I think that, you know, hard opposition, hard moments, it's like, it's bittersweet because one, you have to go through the, the hurt, but then at the same time, God's doing something in you that you need to keep going. Yeah. And I think for us, we learned that, you know, I think for me, I, I learned that I had a fear of people walking away because that was my comfort was people, you know, right. was, was having that team always by us. But, but what God does is he shifts you from having a local mindset to having a kingdom mindset hmm. and understanding that if God is moving someone and as long as they're connected to another healthy church and they're still working for God, then that's all glory to him because he's advancing his kingdom in some way. And so it expands your heart in a way, but it hurts, mm -hmm. but you come out of it, a different person that's able to 
now face the next challenge that comes because of God strengthening you in that moment. Right. Yeah. And it, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it just, at least for me, when, when that, when that happens, I'm, I'm forced to remember that I'm not, re- I'm not relying on yes. people, you know, yeah. I, you know, we love people, right. And we, we care for them and we invest in them, but and ultimately we that's, know, we, we yeah. yeah. But ultimately yeah. the Lord is, is our source. Mm. And, and if God has called you to something, he's called you to go. And even, even at the point where, where you might do it alone sometimes, you know, and that's a, that's a, that's a really hard thing, but it is a good thing to, to just kind of remember and, and be able to say to yourself, like I have to, as leaders, we have to hold people with an open hand, right? Mm -hmm. People will come into our lives, will pour out. And for me, I know that it's just like a natural part of of leadership. People come and they go. Some people stay for a long yeah. time. Some people come and they're there for a short while. And it can feel really discouraging. And it can, if you allow it to, it can, it can discourage you from pouring out or getting close to people. Mm. You, yeah. I know at different times I've been like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't get cl- keep getting close to people because I don't want to keep on getting hurt. But one of the things that we, that we learned and what, where we're at today is we, we truly have learned to embrace new people. Yeah. And, and, and even though what's happened in the past, like we, we've truly learned to, to really look, not look back, embrace the new. Right. And to love who's here, love who, who God has sent. And I, I've, I, I love, I have this saying that I love to say, um, I, I, ha- I love to dance with who's at the party. Yeah, right. I can't worry about who's not at the party and I can't party with them. Those who show up, those who, those are the ones that I, I want to, that's good. to dance on. And that's so, so, that's so good. We were talking about people kind of on the journey, you know, with us for a time and then they, you know, make an off ramp or, yeah. or whatever. And then of course, new people join in. Let's not forget that there, there's always new people coming in, uh, but the hardest, I think, for a pastor is not what you were saying, Jenny, which is they go on, they serve God at another place, or they're productive, or they they continue to use their gift or whatever. For me, and I think you guys are the same. The worst is when they leave the Lord. Yeah, you know, yeah. and yes. and they lose their faith, and they they whatever the cares of this world or or whatever it is that's choking out their faith, and there's literally nothing you can do except turn them over to God. And I think people like you guys, you care about people, all of us do. And I think we're always gonna have to keep bringing that back to the Lord. Uh, the ones that go on and serve you, serve God in another place, uh, serve the Lord somewhere, that's not as hard as the ones that just lose their faith. And and we've seen some people lose their faith, you know, yeah. over the years. It's, uh, we know a lot of the same people. And boy, we're still looking for them. One day they'll come over that horizon and say, like the prodigal son, you know, I'm coming back to Jesus, you know, and that's a, always a great day. But and then and then there's the spiritual warfare side of this. It's hard work. And I don't know, Jenny, you were going to say maybe what the hardest part was you, for you was. Did you get to say that? Is it the same as Albert's? Uh... I think for me it was um, 
it was the family side of it that was hard for me because yeah. because we had to we had to make a decision to say yes uh with our kids staying back and we're a close family because they were they were adult kids just so everybody They're knows. Adult, yeah, adult children yeah, yeah. yeah that's seven year old time for you to go idea. out there <laughs> time yeah. for you to go but out honestly, there and make morning, it mornings were easier without that seven-year-old no i'm kidding <laughs> Yeah, that was the hardest for me because um because they you know they had they had significant others and it wasn't just their decision right. to you know uproot their whole lives and and um and when we first shared that with shared the the idea or the thought with our kids we had one of our sons say we're going we're in and then our other son he wasn't able to say that mm -hmm. because um, you know, his wife wasn't in that place where she was going to pick up and leave. And mm -hmm. so we had to leave knowing that we may be, you know, a whole state away from our, from our son. And so that was the hardest. And then eventually praise God, God spoke to them and they're, they're here with us. And so that's, that's a major, um, testimony for us and praise report. And then my daughter who's when we left was, um, was going into her freshman year that was a huge transition for her yeah. and it was hard. And so we had to walk through that process of, of her having to, um, understand why she had a, so much change in her life at the same time, not getting mad at God for it. Right. And so that was the most difficult, but God's faithful. And as long as you stay the course and you're in his will and he says, seek me first. Right. Mm. He, he, he's working it all out. And we, we, we believe that this is part of, every one of our stories, every one of our family members that it's going to, he, they're going to all have the praise and shout in them for what he did even through their lives in that, that season. Yeah. And just, just for everybody listening, not only did your two sons and their families m move there, they're a part of your team, right? Yes. That's they like are. so, so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a great. That's a great strength. But you didn't know when you made the decision to go if that would ever right. be real. So, that's the you know that's the nuts and bolts of really obedience to the Lord. And and sometimes you obey God and He brings everything together. And sometimes you obey God and it takes a long time for Him to bring everything better and uh, together. And uh, and sometimes it may not be. It's kind of like a His will, not your will proposition yeah. right and you got there's a lot of trust in that at the same time you get hit spiritually too when you start new things i don't know there's something about i think you said transition jenny that, that there's something about doing something new that mm -hmm. attracts the attention of hell yeah and sure. you guys you guys tasted that too you want to talk about that I mean, gosh, there's so much. <laughs> um, there's a lot because when you're about to make a change, it affects, you know, the kingdom of God. Um, of course, there's opposition. And I think going back to, you know, of course, my family, that was our biggest, that was the biggest spiritual battle was, you know, the enemy knows where, at least for me and for my husband too, but he knew where to like stop us in our tracks. Hmm. He knows and where to hit. Even, he knows where to hit and he hit my daughter so so severely that that it took climbing out of that that place of fear and almost thinking should i go back 
Mm. Am I willing to sacrifice my daughter for what, for what God is saying, yeah, Yeah. for what God is saying to do. And so I, I had a a moment where I'm like, you know what, I'm going back. I'm not doing this because Mm. it's not worth it. But, but there's also grace and, and, um, and God, you, God used all of it to, to make us stronger and to trust him more and to, um, to dig deeper, to dig our wells deeper, to get stronger. And, and he's, he's been faithful. Man, I want to, I want to ask more about that. Like, you know, cause that's something that probably a lot of people have faced, not exactly the same circumstances, but, um, just when you're, when you're going in a direction or you feel called to something and the stakes are suddenly like so high and it's not about you because we can go through anything for God, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like we can, we can suffer any amount, but, but when it's about our, our kids or our family, Mm -hmm. um, how do you, how do you get through something like that and make it? So now you're in this position where you're like, am I supposed to, you know, did I make a mistake or did I hear wrong? My or, child is paying, right? Uh, seemingly paying a price for my following the Lord. Yeah. How mm-hmm. do you, how did you, how did you work through that? How, how do you, how do you make that kind of decision to say, yeah. no, I, this is the right thing to know what the right thing is? Yeah. I think it's, um, it's probably it probably was the most difficult and even even paralyzing mm-hmm. thing that that we experienced because like 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 Jenny said the enemy knows what will stop us yeah the enemy knows what would what would um, what would be on the table to consider okay this this is maybe not worth it and it was our it was our daughter and um, but what got us through it was the the connection and the relationships that we have that would support and stand with us wow in prayer in prayer and um there were so many conversations that we had with 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 you pastor and that that we felt supported we felt loved and we felt like we weren't alone because if we were alone, I, I don't know if we would have made it through the, right. through some of these challenges and some of these nights and some of these weeks and months and years, there's no way, but to have, to have that support, to have those relationships, those friendships, those, um, those late night phone calls, or even just quick texts, that is what helped us. And those, that's what carried us yeah. through. Um, and, mm-hmm. and one prayer didn't, didn't help our daughter, but it was the continual mm-hmm. support walking by our side, believing with us, knowing that we weren't in this fight alone. We, we were able to get through it. I yeah. And we're still, yeah, we're you're still, still facing some, right? Yeah. We're still facing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I, I think another thing was we had to look back and remind ourselves of God's faithfulness because he we've had other dark moments in our life and god was always faithful right and we know that he uses all things for good and um and it was like you know after the after the moments of i can't even pray because i'm like you know emotionally distraught and god how are you going to work this out um 
after those moments, it was like God was able to birth something in us that wasn't there before, which was a passion, hmm. um, you know, for mental illness and a passion to see people healed and free and delivered from it. Hmm. Because when it hits you that close to home, it affects everyone around you. Like when your child is sick mentally, mm -hmm. it's you're carrying that with you, you know, their siblings are carrying that with them. And so, so it's done something in us um, that allows us to keep moving forward and knowing that God's not, he, it, he, he may have allowed this to, to happen, but he's using it for his glory. And it's going to actually be something that benefits not only her and us, but the people around us in a powerful way. So we have to hold on to that knowing that it's for nothing, but that we're actually going through this and fighting through this for, for like an entire generation that needs people to fight for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's like the story's not over, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. it is, it is so wild because when something so crazy happens, that's so close to home and, 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 and so like devastating, I think a lot of people can, their, their just knee jerk reaction is something's got to change. I got to do something. I got to just like you, like, man, maybe I, maybe I got to go back. Maybe I got to, um, that's maybe where we get into right. the flesh and, and try to uh, try to fix, you know, our situation. But mm -hmm. like Bob Mumford used to say, if you fix the fix that God is using to fix you, God will fix another fix <laughs> <laughs> to fix you. Yes. Yeah. So don't try to fix the fix that God has fixed to fix you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is really like giving God time to work, right? Yeah. Like not moving so fast that you get ahead of God. I love that what song. He's trying to do. We sing that song. He takes what the enemy meant for evil mm -hmm. and he turns it for good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. reading right now the story of Joseph. It's just so it's just so vivid and real that all the painful things that happened mm -hmm. to Joseph and all the things that happened to Jacob, who was his father. He lost his son. And and it's like Jacob's thinking, here we go again, because Jacob's grandfather was Abraham, who had to offer Isaac. And there's all this, you know, family stuff, and it hits you right where you... And But the end of the story is that uh, Joseph, who was the one that was bruised and broken so badly by all the decisions of his family members and and all of that, he ends up on top. And yeah. he said to his brothers, you meant this for evil, but God meant it for good. Mm -hmm. And of course, Albert and Jenny, you guys, you know, everything you've done, you did in obedience to the Lord. So how much more of a promise, you know, if God could take what people do for evil, you know, and turn it to good, how mm -hmm. much more can he take what you did by way of offering your obedience to Jesus and your call and your lives to him, how much more can he, he turn that around? I actually believe that the best gift we can give to our children is to obey the Lord yeah. and, and to do what he has called us to do, even though that might cost them pain and comfort and our pain and discomfort and us as well. In the end, we're so much better off. There's a verse that says, uh, I reckon the sufferings of this present life are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. So in mm. other words, a, a moment is going to come where we say, that was not only worth it all, that was 
that was really, that was totally worth it all. And I mm -hmm. can't even remember really the pain. I can't even remember the sorrow. That's just the goodness of God in, in, mm -hmm. in those times. That does come at the end of the story sometimes. It doesn't always come in the beginning or the yeah. middle. It's, a, <laughs> it's that hard stretch, you know, when you're in that uh, transition time. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, this is how God builds testimony in us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and actually, Dad, you were just saying to me recently, because we were kind of, I was kind of going over with you and just remembering some of the, some of the really hard things that that I've gone through, me and my wife have gone through over the past couple years. And uh, and you said to me, you know, no parent wants bad things for their kids. But you said, but I am glad that God is is allowing you to go through those things, you know, because it strengthens you and it prepares right. you for your future, you know. Yeah. And it. Yeah, it's really. It's from Abraham down, isn't it, guys, that we've seen that God will test us. Mm -hmm. You know, what are we willing to lay on the altar? It sounds scary, you know, to to do that. But in the end, Abraham had no regrets, you know, and he became a friend of God. That's um, amazing. The testimonies that come out of our tests and yeah. the strength that comes out of our weakness and our trials and even the fights, you know, we're talking about fighting with fighting with demons and doubts and fears and all of that. Even the fights, you know, make you stronger. Well, I'm proud of you guys. Um, and I know these things, but hearing them again, you know, it just uh, fills me with fresh pride for you and appreciation for, you know, you stepping out to follow the Lord. If I was your son or daughter, which I couldn't be because I'm older than you, but I would be, <laughs> I'd be proud of my parents, you know, and I think... I think your kids are very proud of you. Um, they might have at times been uncomfortable <laughs> with your choices, but in the end, they're going to brag and they're going to say, "My parents put God first. <laughs> yeah, and you you know what? Thank you. I um, thank you. The the type of leaders you guys are, and I've I've known you guys for a long time, and uh, as was mentioned earlier, we I I got to serve under you guys for ten years in youth ministry. So we got to see a, God do a lot of great things. And actually, uh, just earlier today, we're doing, um, we're doing like these video, video testimonies. And one of the people we interviewed was Jessica Dinga. Oh yeah. And a big part, you guys are a big part of her story. You know, um, we were talking about it and, you know, just remembering how she would come to the youth group with her with her baby and uh pastor jenny you'd be <laughs> you'd be holding jacob you know mm -hmm. w walking around so that she could be in church and uh i don't know it just kind of blew my mind all over again like man and i said to her jessica you're you are now serving in the youth group that you got saved in <laughs> it's not amazing <laughs> and not only that your son Jacob, who Pastor Jenny would hold and walk around, he's now in that youth group. That's amazing. That's <laughs> so crazy. It's like amazing. And, you know, to bring it full circle, she was gone for a long time. She, mm -hmm. I don't know if she left while you guys were leaving her or she left later, but she was out for like, I don't know, eight years or something. It looked like yeah. the enemy got her, but then she's, 
she, you know, she jumped that fence, but then she jumped back in <laughs> eight years yeah. later. And now all that seed that you sowed and, and others sowed into her life, it's all a harvest now. Yeah, we actually stayed connected to her the entire eight years. Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful yeah. Beautiful. So, like you never know, you never know if right. a phone call or a text or anything is going to make a difference. But we, she walked away, but we didn't let her go. And I'm, it's such an amazing thing to see mm -hmm. her connected the way she is and married and happy and the She's things blessed. that she was desiring. Yeah, mm -hmm. God is just doing such an amazing work in their lives, and we love seeing it. She mm -hmm. told me the other day. She said. Pastor David, I'm just not going to say no to anything that anybody asks me to do. I said, well, well, time out. Time out. <laughs> I said, you are allowed to say no, but what I think you're saying is you don't want to say no to anything that God wants you to do. And she said, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. She's got such a willing heart, you know. It's just, uh, I'll tell you, people can be a source of uh, pain and, and sorrow, like Albert was saying, but they're also the source of such, yeah. it's right. such a majestic, magnificent, privilege and honor to lead people and to share those moments of their lives, those prayers, those tears, uh, marrying them, you know, burying their family members sometimes, as we've talked about. I mean, pastoring, it's got the lows and it's got the highs, you know, and it's, it's still, for me, still the greatest joy to share the journey with people, even though it's painful at times. Boy, you've got those testimonies where you really look back and you say, okay, maybe I didn't waste my life. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe this was all for something good, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so as we get ready to close, I, I just want to maybe give you the floor and uh, our listeners, maybe may, some of them may be starting new things for God. They may be really tracking with uh, your story. Any other advice for people starting new things, taking new steps, going through transitions? Just talk from your heart. Yeah, I I would say um, this. Romans chapter 5 talks about how perseverance strengthens character. Hmm. And what that means to me is that on the inside of us, we are stronger than we think we are hmm. when we're connected to God. And if we can persevere, if we can do what we think we can't normally do, well, we, we couldn't do this maybe on our own. If we push through and just do it, then God's going to show us how strong we are That's and what good. we're capable of doing. I remember a, a message you did, Pastor, and you said, just do it. Do it scared, but just do it. Mm. And I remember... I remember that and that stuck with me and whenever you step out into the deep or step out onto the water mm -hmm. um, there's nothing like experiencing god's hand to, mm. to carry and lift you and to and show you what you got and what you were made to do wow yeah i think it's like it's like joshua crossing over the jordan you know god had to encourage him this was a person who had faith, believed in God, was a leader, but he still needed to be encouraged. And God said, be strong and courageous. Yeah. And God will never tell you to do something that's not already in you. He designed him to be strong. He designed him to be courageous. And he was able to cross over. I also think that what's really important is that you're always remembering what he has done, yeah. especially in the hard moments. Like he told um, Joshua to, let the, to tell the Israelites to go back to the middle of the Jordan and pick up those stones. Mm. 
pick yeah. up the stones and take them with you because it needs to be, you need to be reminded of what I've done. Cause he knew that it was going to be hard. Even though they crossed over, he knew that there was still going to be a battle they had to encounter. And those stones were a remembrance of God's faithfulness. And so when you're going, when you're starting something new, you're crossing over, right? But you're also reminding yourself, God's always been faithful. And so you can look back and then you keep going forward and you'll, you'll build your faith just with that. Amen. I That's love so it. Good. I love to hear you talking that way. Yeah, we were actually... Uh, as leaders, we were talking just today about uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And maybe I'll just read that real quick as we close, uh, starting in verse 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 through 10. Paul said, I think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and completely overwhelmed, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we learned not to rely on ourselves, but on God who can raise the dead. Wow. And that learning to rely on him, he is reliable. Mm -hmm. He will finish what he began in us. And if he told us to go to Arizona or <laughs> start something new, we can trust that. We can rely on that, even when you can't rely on yourself because you're you're already overdrawn emotionally. You're already, you're already yeah. out of you're already mm -hmm. out of strength. You're already mm -hmm. you're way past being sufficient. You can rely on Him. Our mm -hmm. extremity is God's opportunity, and so we can never lose by stepping out in faith and putting it all out there. Because when we come to the end of ourselves, we come to the beginning mm -hmm. of the miraculous power of God and His unlimited strength. You guys are, you guys are inspiring me. Now I'm ready to preach. So <laughs> I, better <stop. laughs> I better stop. But that's what it's all about uh, on our podcast. Just real talk with leaders and talking real stuff, heart issue. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pastor Jordan, for yeah. uh, being a part of this conversation. I know that God is going to use it for a lot of people that are right now inspiring, transforming Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Canastracy, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.